Welcome to the Overtime Hockey Podcast Network and Pauly's Podcast with Ken Pauly. As we are here on the day of Media Day here at Benilde St. Margaret's High School and, of course, the St. Louis Park Rec Center. Today's product and show is presented by the Fortis Academy. Also, we have to give some love out to Sniper's Edge Hockey as well as tradition companies in all of our work we do. If we don't get uh, them the credit they're so richly deserved, it's pretty tricky for us to continue to get this stuff done. So, you know, Ken, Media Day is kind of a fun excitement day. It kind of reminds me of spring training. Uh, hope spring's eternal. Uh, it's time to start a new season. Everybody's 0-0. Um, you get through the tough part of tryouts. You know, you have a lot of kids that you've seen in and out of the program maybe as freshmen in high school playing as Bantam somewhere else or within the program where decisions have to be made. Never a fun tar- part of the year. We've talked about that quite a bit over our years of doing this, but you know, you've know, you got that in the rearview mirror now, and now you can kind of look forward to, to the season. Where is Ken Pauly sitting right now uh, emotionally as we head into the new campaign? <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I, I, never, I never quite feel like I got my, my tank back on full until I'm kind of after after Thanksgiving and we're heading up north for scrimmages and stuff because it is a uh, you're right it's a it's it's a tough week and I think for um, it's it's an emotional week for for kids and and for, for coaches and uh, it's it's not easy and I I know I had my prayer meeting last night and I had a um, you know former player say you know, to his wife going home he goes my gosh you know who's mad at him or boy Buddha's a guy who's scarred you know sort of thing and it's just and it's not that so much as uh those of us been around it's 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 really tough and you've had some tough conversations and you've had kids with tears in their eyes and you know you got other conversations coming up and and it's not easy and they're upset and you're upset you let them go so I I have a I have a I will say maybe it's a, a, a character flaw, but I certainly I feel that stuff deeply and it takes me um takes me a little time to get over it and uh and but i but i do but i but i also i think when you're when you're getting to sail on the season wags um i think we're we're really excited about what we have here um uh you know but you know we're not a team yet but uh, you and i have seen enough that um you can see the challenges that are there and i think you got to go into the season as a community with your eyes wide open and know how to handle difficulties when they come uh, so we can get to the business of uh, having these kids having some fun playing some good hockey. So as you're really referring to is your leadership core and uh, what you have from that perspective as far as not just seniors, all the way down to juniors, uh, sophomores, and even freshmen, if, if you have a few. Yeah. In the end, uh, you don't need a letter on your sweater to be a leader. And um, I, I think one of the things that, and I know you did a leadership program this summer with all the captains from all of the sports. Mm-hmm. You know, how does a how does a, a 17, 18 year old kid know what that is and, and, and how to lead? You know, I mean, so there's really no manual, but I think some of the things that, that you put out there were, were to, to basically address leadership wins and takes you to the next level, but also sets you up not only a, a, as a group, but as individuals moving forward in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I really don't think in a lot of ways, I don't think leadership can be can be taught. I do think it can be enhanced. And, and if a kid isn't a natural leader, you probably can give some tools to kind of help them work through it. And I think we tend to, you know, we just talk about, oh, this kid's a natural with this ability. Well, these kids are natural leaders too. And it just, it just flows from them. Who would be some of those from uh, your history, just uh, to, to put a, a name to that theory? Spencer Noss. I mean, Spencer Noss is a name, you know, that immediately, you know, immediately yeah, comes to mind. Uh, you know, Christian Horns, another one. 
you know, another one comes to mind, a Carter Rue, you know, comes to mind. Again, and you start listing them as a problem. I will tell you, um, you know, Troy Riddle was not only a great player, but he was, he was, he was a great leader. And so, again, I guess that's why coaches don't name names because they, they know they'll leave someone out. But, but I, didn't, I didn't need to teach Spencer Noss anything. I didn't need to teach Troy anything. You know, about so they leadership. had that in common, that group that you just mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, what was the what was the intangible that made them stand out? And and I'm I, I'm I'm curious because I think this is, you know, if if someone had a formula, they they would be able to to put this together and sell it, right? Yeah. But what was the one thing you think that if you're to go to a common thread that those guys had in their styles and how they did it, is there something you can point a finger at? Confidence in a team first mentality. I mean, they, they, they wanted to win. That's, they basically wanted to win, and they wanted to do whatever it took you know, for that to happen. And if they saw people getting in the way of that, um, they addressed it, and they had the confidence you know, to, um, to address that. You know, and, and like I said, I mean, some guys come with that. Um, some guys have it, in you, and you have to pull it out a little bit. And that's why I think whether it's leadership books or leadership classes, I think those things certainly can help. They can, they can enhance and, um, you know, and, and, and so, again, I think you can help it. Uh, but I also think you're – and one problem, and I think you said it, you said earlier, Wags, you don't need to have a C on your jersey to be a leader. And I think one problem that's taken place over the years is we don't want to make hard decisions where we make, oh, we'll make four or five or six, seven guys ah. captain. When, in fact, you know what, I have a lot of – I have two senior captains, Brady Action and Tristan Sarsland. But you know what? I've got some pretty good seniors that have been around and will do a good job leading for us. You know, Benny Thompson back there. You know, I have, uh, I got Adam Marshall. You know, I got Adam Marshall up front. I got Ryan Guerin up front. I got, again, I mean, I could just start clipping people off. It's like, it's not, doesn't, doesn't just fall to the guy with the C on his jersey to be a leader. Um, and so I, I, think, I think we do kind of a disservice when we basically try to make, you know, get five or six captaincies out rather than, okay, allow Tristan and Brady to do what they need to do. But you know what? Um, so the best teams I've coached and the best teams I've been on, uh, about nine or ten guys could easily have been captain, and that's what makes them special. Well, I think the biggest mistake that a person can make once you're named a captain or a leader, that you change. You change who you are. Yeah. You don't have to be a certain way. You just have to be you. But really what it comes down to is you have to put the team first, which you said earlier, but then in the same token, hold yourself accountable, yourself to the team. And then I'll equally, if you can do that, then you're not asking anybody on the team to do anything that you're not. Look at Marcus Felino. I mean, that guy has got to be one of the best leaders I've seen from the outside looking in uh, at the NHL level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I think the thing to understand, too, is like we all have to lead in our space. And it's like, you know what? You may not be the leader of the entire team, but you may be the leader of your group. You may be the leader for a couple kids in the program, a couple of the JV kids or whatever, as, as a senior. And so... That means bringing them in, right? Yeah, Just that means bring, them bringing them in. So, it's like, so it doesn't all fall to SARS or YAC to do that, you know, or, or, or Peter Geertsen, who's our assistant captain as a junior. But that's where I talk about, you know, you, you can lead in your immediate pod, in your immediate, your immediate area. And, um, and, that's like, and that's everyone taking, taking the responsibility for where we're going with this thing. The reason we're talking about this, I think, is because when you when you look at a team at the start of the year, uh, it's always a new roster. It's always a new group. You know the kids, but you don't know the team. And I think what you're talking about is the teams that become teams the quickest 
have the ability to grow as a group uh, longer and more effectively deeper into the season without any uh, individual issues getting in the way. So I think this is more of a almost a tone setter to saying, you know what, if we want to be successful as a group, we need to kind of consider these things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, you know culture's always been the buzzword, but you got to, you do, you do have DJ. to, yeah, <laughs> you do have to, you do have to build culture if we want to use that word, you do. but you, you have to have that. And, 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 and those who don't buy in, you know, should stand out like a sore thumb. And you know what, at, at the professional level, at the collegiate level, it's kind of easier to do that than at the high school level from the standpoint of they can go recruit the guys you're looking for or get rid mm-hmm. of the guys you're looking for or do all sorts of interviews. Widgets. Yeah, yeah. In, 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 high, in, in high school, we're dealing with 14, 15, 16-year-old kids. So don't sit and try to give me a pro or a college model for high school. We're talking about high school kids. They're, they're not a finished product. And so, yeah, we still – believe me, that doesn't abdicate our responsibility to establish a culture – you know, of, of respect for each other and hard work and the rest of that. And those things aren't happening. There's a coach. I have to take, I have to take ownership, you know, of that. Um, but, you know, our, our hope is, you know, and, and again, as, as intimated earlier, it's like, yeah, we've got, you know, we have talent running through here and let's get real. I mean, uh, your culture looks a lot better with two or three really good players. Um, and, and, <laughs> you know, so don't, don't tell me that, oh yeah, well, it's like, yeah, it was just our culture. Uh, usually team wins. There's some pretty dang talented players there too. So I don't want to – you need both. The fact Absolutely. is you need both. So when you look at this team, obviously you played your scrimmages over the weekend. Uh, tryout scrimmages is kind of what we label them as. Yeah. And uh, St. Thomas looked very good against your team. And uh, I'm sure you felt as though there was some uh, room for growth there uh, yeah. from that. And, and – um, but you don't panic over that, obviously, no. because it's it's it, it is what it is. But what are what are the positives and negatives you take away from that one? I think the positive is it sends a message that you know you still need to practice, you still need to work, you still need to become a team. You can't just go out there, you know, and just play. And I've had plenty of teams go out and try out scrimmages and light it up and get tons of goal and then not be there at the end because yep. it just came too easy. So I think the positive is I think it it exposed some things. That I think it may be creeped in. I think we need to address as as a team, and we're going to. Um, and and I think if it's gone too easy, you tend to relax. And uh, and and it's like no, this is this is this is November. You know, it's tryouts. We haven't practiced. You know, we're still forming a lot of things. But there's also some little habits and things there. They go. Yeah, that's the problem. Kind of winning too early, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's all and, and you, know, you get a false and, sense and, of security and, 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 and in there. Yeah. And, and you and I, again, we've talked a lot of times ways this idea that oh yeah, well you just get the best kids or the top HP kids or the top elite league kids or you fill in the blank kids. No, that's not what it is. Yeah, you need to have mm-hmm. talent, but I'll tell you, you need to basically be a team. That will sacrifice for each other and really want want to win. And you know, one thing I told the kids, you know, a story. If, if, and I'll say it very quickly. Andrew Alberts is the only NHL player we've had come through here. We've had about five or six NHL draft choices, but Andrew Alberts. And you know what? Andrew told me years ago. And this is a guy um, who played played our first state championship team in '99. Played two years for the Waterloo Blackhawks. Played Boston College Eagles and had about nearly ten year NHL career concussions in his career. And Andrew would tell you, say he'd say, Buddha, you know what? He said, when I was at Benil, 
You gave me a shot when I was kind of cut from other places. He said, and I decided I'm going to be the best redneck I can be. And then when I went to Waterloo, I'm going to be the best Waterloo Blackhawk I can be. And then when I went to Boston College, I'm going to be the best BC Eagle I can be. And you know what? How about that? How about focusing on being the best player you can be for that team and helping take them to the promise line? Guess what? And the rest will take care of itself. And the problem is we've gotten this thing ass backwards where I need to focus on my advisor, what do I need, you know, basically what do I need to get looked at, rather than what do I need to do to help this team win? And then, you know, listen, guess what? If you're winning, if you're winning, people are going to look to see why you're winning. You know, what I would say, I notice uh, with the various teams that I cover, as many as we have with the MNHockey.tv, is that uh, the teams that everybody scatters a bit, right, mm-hmm. after summer workouts. And yep. I think everybody leaves feeling pretty good because you spent almost a you know, month and a half, mm-hmm. two months with them. And the, the, everybody scatters to do their own thing. And then they come back having played a whole different season, no matter where that is, with a different idea of what that was about. Yep. A lot of those teams are exposure, no matter what level you're talking about, and it becomes more about me, and it doesn't become about the, the, the team that you're with. And, I, and the teams that I've observed that have been able to work out together mentally and physically, if you will, yeah. are the ones that can really transition into that a lot better than others. Um, but I do think you, you have a good point on the advisors and things like that. I, I don't particularly know who everyone is that does that but it i'll do that i think i could help you know it, i'm not throwing my hat in the ring for that but yeah. but it's just like um I, I don't know as a high school coach i think that would be some really difficult noise for you guys to cut through it it, it is and i'm not i'm not even saying it's it, you know there's some guys out there do a great job and i think they can help the kids especially after they graduate navigate some things and some pieces that maybe if you got a coach who's not actively helping you um, I, I think there's I think there's a role for that, um, but it does reinforce the me me me, you know, too early. I think you know that's 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 the challenge, and, and you know, what? and it's not just us. I talked to the yeah, basketball coach teams of every sport. everywhere. Yeah. It, it's it's everywhere. Baseball, it's everywhere. You know, and so how do you you know how do you teach team in a me world? That's but you know all that stuff, and that's kind of it's, it's you know it's different. It's not a matter of lamenting it sounds like oh woe is us it's like no if if i just always take a sense of urgency like you know what we need to go to work i'm excited about it but Mm -hmm. you know what um you don't you don't do anyone any favors by ignoring the obvious either no you don't so moving forward the schedule begins you go up to duluth this weekend uh, for some scrimmages then you come back the following week you've got some great games here at uh the st louis park rec center why don't you tell us about the teams eden prairie being one of them by the way they're gonna be pretty good that that are gonna be uh in this mix yeah yeah don't yeah don't yeah uh ep will be just fine don't don't feel bad for lee quite yet um they could win the section well yeah well although we'll, we'll although they're all back at prior lake yeah yeah we'll see we'll see it's a tough section but yeah we go we start with hill murray out in aldridge and then we come back against ep and hermantown with perhaps the best player in the state plant right yeah and uh yeah and uh, is he healthy yet I don't. I'm, I think he is. I think he is. And then we got YZ. We go over to YZ. You know. And who are the other two teams that are here that weekend? Uh, oh yeah, it's 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 the four teams are uh, EP, BSM, Hermantown, and Hill Murray. And so the so the, the, the privates are playing the publics. The privates are yeah. playing the publics. Exactly. And um, and so you know then basically for the Christmas holidays we'll have uh, Blake and Holy Family in here. So 
Uh, early on, we have a real tough, tough well, schedule. And you've got the Holiday Classic, which is a nice looking. Yeah, we got Rogers. Has got a good team, and we got Stillwater in there. And uh, I'm really excited for they, New Blood. Yeah, it would be that. fun. Stillwater, by the way, they've got quite a little club over there. Yeah. Um, just just putting them under the radar. So that's going to be a fun weekend too. Yeah. So in this program, I'm going to be talking with your three captains yep. next. We're going to be hooking up with, uh, of course, Brady Yakish, Tristan Sarsland, and Peter Geertsen as uh, they get ready to gear it up and uh, get their uh, pictures taken on media day. Yes, and so, again, this is, this is the day we kind of get all the pictures and all that stuff done. And, uh, uh, again, I, I, think the, I think all three of those kids will do a, you do a great job. and look forward to hearing from them in just a moment. We'll be looking forward to it, too, as well. We've laid the groundwork for what Ken Pauly is looking for in leadership. <laughs> so the, the final exam will be about March 8th. That, that's right. We'll be back with more right after this. Sounds good. Thank you. Brady Yakish here to uh, talk about his senior year. It's here. Yeah. Seems like you've been here forever in a day. I suppose it feels like it. But <laughs> you told me about the new locker room. I'm looking forward to checking that out. You guys have uh, kind of dressed it up a little bit. So along with that, it's a new season. How do you guys feel about coming into this one? Uh, we feel pretty good about this season. Um, just obviously made the final decisions for the team last or this weekend. So coming into this week, we're going to get a few practices and then go up to Duluth and Grand Rapids, get all, get all figured out, and we should be good to go. Uh, did you feel as though uh, during the tryout process, I mean, you know, you were used to it, but for a lot of these guys, they've worked a lifetime for it. Some are seniors maybe that get said goodbye to or kids that you've been around forever. It's never an easy time, is it? Yeah, no, it's not, especially when your friends, um, they don't know the decision that they're going to get, so it's kind of an emotional barrier there too. Um, but yeah, just you can see everybody's kind of nervous coming in, especially for the sophomores, juniors that maybe don't have a chance to make varsity and hoping for at least a JV spot. You just you can just tell that there's a nerve there and they try to overcome it. But yeah, it's definitely there. Fans are coming back to the rink. Uh, that's going to change a little bit of the dynamic. Take you back to a couple of years ago. Um, do you feel like that's going to change a little bit? And for the new guys that are haven't really been in that environment is that something you're just going to trial by fire and just let them deal with it or do you think you're going to talk about that a little bit uh it's probably going to be trial and fire i think um they'll definitely get used to it eventually i'm sure they've had maybe some youth games like bantam games sure good ones yeah where they've got a few people there but there's nothing like a student section and away game trying to get at you and so I think I think they'll learn it. It won't be. I, I don't think it'll be too hard to adjust. But think of the section final games or the section quarterfinal games. Uh, big and Mariucci. Those are big games. A lot of people are there. Um, I mean, especially for me, I know it's nerve wracking and coming to a freshman, looking out and seeing everybody. But yeah, it's if, like fool. Yeah, yeah. It's just you. But you're, isn't it weird though? Like when you're in that environment, it's like. Um, have this like weird i can't try to describe it like out of body for a minute yeah not you know where you're like what's going on here Mm -hmm. and and everything seems to be kind of fast and you want to rush it's almost like i've always said it's like it's like giving a speech you know when you get you so yeah for sure you know what i'm talking about and then and then you talk faster yeah and then you 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 kind of might your decision making might not be the same so like just from your perspective i'm sure you're gonna be watching for that and just say hey it's good i think to me the biggest thing that could be is just keep everybody relaxed yeah right i think i think they'll they'll be a little nervous at first when seeing everybody but then they'll just go out and play their game and that's kind of what i did as a freshman sophomore 
and you just get used to it. You go out and play your game, you have a good for, good shift, and then you're good to go for the rest of the game. It doesn't really affect you. See, I've always felt as though you've had a good blend of offensive game, transition game, and in the in the uh, off the rush and in the offensive zone as well. But there's also a very uh, steady physical element to your game where where you don't you don't though hit yourself out of position, but you're effective. Can you talk a little bit about your physical game? Because you're not 6'2". No, so I've always been a small guy, um, but I grew up playing at Minnesota Made, and I we checking from a little bit younger of an age before Bantam, so me being always the smallest guy, I had to figure out ways to, you know, get guys off the puck and I'll just go through the hands or go through the body the right way. And that's honestly set me up for... Um, high school as well just being able to go through the body and take the puck away effectively and then also having being smaller helps um with your leverage on the, on the on the players so, so if i step up at the blue line and make a hit i got that leverage that they're not really expecting because i'm a smaller guy and they're like oh it's, a, it's just a small guy just a little bump off but um you're i'm able to really push them off the puck a lot and get up in the play right away from that do you think all that leverage and learning at the younger age um really set you up to understand what body positioning meant and then how often do you see guys that throw the body fall down i mean you're useless Uh right but you don't and i I, to me if if i writing scouting notes about you that would be my most impressive piece about you is is that when you get hit retrieving a puck or when you hit you stay on your feet Mm -hmm. and that's like a very critical thing did you really feel as though uh, you got that, that, that you were able to take things thinking back to Pee Wee's level that age maybe where that made a huge difference? Yeah, so if I take it back, a um, big part of it is honestly the off season too, like just finding your balance on your feet and being able to grow into your body when you when you do and becoming stronger with the body you have. And I think that's played a big role because now on the ice, I mean you're on you're on blades. It's not like you have a big surface to stand on um but if you find your balance on the ice you're really able to use your body and protect the puck when you need to and then also bounce off hits like you're saying what are your expectations for this group this year uh, my expectations are high we've got some good seniors that are willing to work hard and really show the way with the leadership on and off the ice and got a really good group of sophomores that are have some good talent and are gonna gonna test us a little bit with the patience but you know that's always that's always something for it's the like younger kids buddy yeah but yeah my expectations are really high for the team this year and i think we're we're gonna figure some stuff out here shortly and we're gonna get to work your challenge as a group then is to blend that to be able to get you know those those young guys to think like old guys yep. without letting that you still have to let them be creative and young right yep. Yeah. That's part of it too, I think. Yeah. So, so it's a fine line, I, and I think you've got a pretty good handle on that as well. Yeah. Did you learn? Uh, I mean, this isn't a trick question. Did you learn much from uh, the leadership thing that Ken Pauly did with you guys over the summer? I mean, coming into the year, you're looking at something like, oh, I never even thought of that. Maybe we can, as a yeah. group, the three of us, do this. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I would say I've learned. A whole, I learned a whole lot, but I, I got a new perspective on what I was doing. He, when, what he was showing me was, or showing the group that we did with him is that we, he showed us different ways to handle different situations and go about the business, say, with a different t- 
type of energy that a person might be able to handle. So if it's like a kid that's not really comfortable like doing what he was doing, give him the confidence and be like supportive for him. But if it's someone you know that can take it, you need to be more hard on them and go at them and tell them you need to do this, like really get in their face. Interesting because before this segment on this uh, podcast, he and I were every, every first, I swear it's like a script, because every first podcast we do each year, he talks about leadership and, and the new group coming in. It's not aimed just at three guys with letters on their jerseys because everybody's a leader in their own way, and that's one of the things that you know, we were talking about. But, but he said it's not learned, it just is. You know? And I think the thing is, is you don't change you, right? And then you take those things. Now let's get to you um, personally real quick. Um, you know, I, I've, I've personally seen great personal progression each year that you've played. We're really looking forward to seeing you as an old guy out here and um, seeing, seeing what you're going to do. But, but as far as where your game is at, wh- what are you most happy about? And then follow that up with what you want to see yourself do better. Um, well, th- thank you, first of all. And um, where I'm at right now is I'm happy with the progression I made with my first couple strides, getting quick and aggressive into the play and up when I need to. But I've also really try to mature in the defensive zone and not um, be pre to be premature to get up in the play and out of position I think there's sometimes um, uh, my sophomore year and junior year a little bit where I would just jump up the play every single time without and abandon my spot in the defensive zone so I've been trying to really work on that and watching film and stuff like that from the fall Um, but then Really, really trying to improve, um, just making the simple plays always. If if I'm always making the simple plays, I'm always going to have the really good opportunity to get the puck back or have another teammate make a play, and I won't have to necessarily try to do way too much. There's a simple word that I know a lot of next-level coaches, scouts really like. I like. It's efficient. Mm-hmm. I love efficient defensemen. You get it. You don't dust it off. You just move it and you step, you know, um, and don't admire, you know, oh, that was an awesome pass. You just get up there. Um, But efficiency and not a lot of wasted movement, I think, is key because it also gives your forwards um, a little more urgency to getting open. You know, because let's be honest, you know, when you're little, they're like, sometimes they practice breakups with like guys come to the boards and they stop. You know, that that doesn't (laughs) What does that ever happen? You know, so so, but it gives them the ability to get their angles correct and get to where they need to go if they know you're going to be quick and not dilly with it, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly. So, I mean, especially for us, we're always having a forward getting out of the zone and getting into the neutral zone to disrupt the their defensemen. So we have pull a good, them off the wall yep, a little bit, yeah, and have a good the line. Yep, and have a good um, pass to them if we need. So, it. Yeah, just not, we're never going to stop in our own defensive zone when we know we are an offensive team and we'd like to get up and out. I could talk puck with you all day here. This is a blast, but uh, i got to let the other two guys get in here. So I think uh, our guy, Ken Pauly, is grabbing somebody else. So thanks for joining us. Best of luck this year. Looking forward to your year. Thank you very much. Thank you. Tristan Sarsland, welcome aboard, buddy. Looking sharp in the red and white here, getting ready for your pictures. Uh, how are you doing, and are you ready for the year? Uh, I'm doing great, yeah, and I'm super excited to get going, and I can't wait. Thanks for having me on. For sure. Thanks. For, always, that door is always open. So you, um, man, this is what, year number four for you, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, is it weird? Is it a blur? What are you, what are you thinking? 
I mean, it's just wild just thinking about uh, the past three years kind of flew by, but just can't wait to get my senior year going. And it's, uh, it's kind of special just thinking about it. it's my last year and just last year to try to make a state win that state championship. You, know? you got a good team. Uh, Brady said that uh, you got a really good group of seniors and a really good group of sophomores. Not saying anything about the junior, but, th- but, there, but there's a, a, yeah. a lot, lot of really good guys. Uh, and, and it's going to be interesting blending veterans. You guys have been yeah. through a lot, right? And then, like, kind of newbies. You know, I was talking about crowd sizes, and you, know, you get a little more nervous with people, and you might throw pucks a little bit more when you first start. But sure. um, how much patience do you think you're going to have, like, in your role as seniors with those guys, but to allow them to still be young? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're just going to we're gonna help them with patience because we've been, uh, at least for me and Brady, have been in a ton of the big games the past three years. And, I mean, it's going to be a lot different for the, for the young guys because they haven't experienced those, the loud crowds and everybody – yelling at them and everybody tensed up but uh we'll just keep trying to help them out but also let them be uh young creative and just let them be themselves out there so don't have to be worried about it you, make you, mistakes. you know what i always say is uh it's never personal and if they're saying something to you that means you're doing something right yeah right i mean I, I, if they're totally noticing agree. you as a player and they're chirping you you're probably good in doing something right oh i know so take it as a compliment i mean exactly sure. i just laugh at it because i enjoy it because i mean they're looking at you and talking to you because they know, you know you're doing something out there. Exactly. If they don't talk to you, it's like now you, you bring back. Notice exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, so we, we talked a little bit about um, this upcoming season, and I'm going to get a little deeper with you. Um, you guys have a pretty tough schedule out of the box. I mean, you got Hill Murray, Eden Prairie, and uh, who's the other one I'm missing? Hermantown, I Hermantown yeah. I mean, that's, that's some uh, pretty stiff competition, one, two, three. Yeah, I mean, we got to be ready to go just first period, first game, because we got we to get those games under control right away because, I mean, if we just come out slow in any of those games, it's going to be tough coming back because those are going to be all good teams. And, I mean, our first, like, 10 to 15 games are all great, so it's going to be we just got to be ready and drop the puck, and we should be, we should be good. I think I would personally rather have games like that if I'm you. I mean, wouldn't you, where, where, where you're being challenged each and every night, especially, you know, we're talking team here. That's kind of the theme with Ken yeah. today. But for you personally, with where you're going next, I mean, the more you're pushed and challenged, the better. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's super exciting. I mean, I always want to play the best players right away, and I just think it's, it's more fun when you're playing a competitive, competitive team and put a competitive game right away against the best guys. I mean, just makes that much more fun and especially with all those games and big crowds it's just the, just the best i mean you can't really put into words when you're out there you can't replace it can yeah. you what are your expectations of this group of this team and what do you what do you think you guys can do i mean i think i think we got a lot of potential a lot of guy, a lot of guys who can a lot of young guys who can step up and also seniors who are gonna have, gonna have their roles and i mean if we can all if we can all put it together and all buy into what we're doing and work hard out there i feel like we can go as far as we, as we want to take each other. Really big word, buy-in. And I'm sure you've had different groups of guys here that have, you know, bought in at certain levels. Yeah. Right? Some, sure. you know, right? Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, best, the best teams that we're going to have, if we're going to have a, a good team this year, it's going to, everybody has to buy into their role. Because, I mean, before it's been, t- we've, had all, we've had a lot of great players, but sometimes people want something else or expect something else, and then that pulls apart from the team, and then, at the end of the day, if we all buy our roles, we'll all make each other look better, and then that just helps the team that much, makes, makes us that much better in winning games. Peter Geertsen joins us now, captain number three out of the group of three, and, of course, we talked to Ken Pauly. So, 
Uh, Peter, thanks for joining us here today. And uh, here you go, your junior year. Uh, quite an honor to be an underclassman and have a captaincy here. Yeah, for sure it is. Uh, my brother before me played and uh, always looked forward to playing my junior year, and it's just such an honor to be a junior captain now. Uh, a lot of, along with that comes a lot of responsibility. And earlier on in this program, Ken and I were talking about leadership and the things that matter. And, um, you know, you had the leadership summit or whatever he called it through the, the summer, which I thought was really good for all sports and captains. Um, I asked Brady Yakish, I said, what was the one thing that you learned? He goes, well, you don't really learn. He goes, you just reinforce things I knew. And I thought that's exactly what we were talking about. So from that perspective, um, what did you get reinforced from you as a person that you're going to be able to bring to this team? Just that the team comes before any individual and you just need to be a whole and adapt the culture of the team. You know, I, I have three different personalities that I've spoken to here today. Three different, totally different guys. Um, but you all kind of have a same focus. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I think we've all kind of understood that this year we need to get the culture of the Benilde so that we can uh, use that to win this year. In terms of on ice, you know, when you have a letter, you're kind of a marked player because people know who you are. They watch for you. Is there a way um, in which you guys have to turn that off, do you think, and, and not put too much pressure on yourselves, but to just be and allow the process to work for you as a player? I believe that, like, you definitely have the pressure, but at the same time, it's always been there. Like, you've all, everyone's a natural-born leader uh, that has it, and others are also leaders. So, like, it's just, just being yourself and just do what you do out there. What are your expectations and goals for this hockey club? I mean, we obviously have high expectations. We have a lot of talent, a lot of young talent, and a lot of good seniors. So hopefully we can make a good playoff run and that just we can all come together as one to have the season we want. As a group of guys, you know, you've obviously seen a couple iterations now of this. Um, what would you say this whole group is? It's early, obviously, because you went through trials, but you guys all know who each other is, obviously. What do you think the personality of this team is? Uh, we're a very skilled and quick team. I believe that like our speed and skill is what we are. Does do you feel the? What do you think the? Let me rephrase. Let me start over. <laughs> what what do you think the one area of improvement would be for this group? Um, that we just need uh, to use our youth. That we can't just like rely on youth and skill, and that we need to come together as one and we just need to improve each other rather than just relying on individuals skill our guy tk is giving me the wrap up because you got to get out for your picture but i have one last question for you personally what are your expectations for you as a player uh just to get better and just to accept my role no matter where it is or what's going on and just so that we can uh do our best do my best i guess i think it would be worse if you missed the team picture and kept doing a pod we can do these plenty of times right yeah all right. Peter Geertsen, head on out. Uh, take care. Good luck to you this year. And uh, we'll be in constant touch. So hope things turn out well. Thank you. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Overtime Hockey Podcast, Polly's Podcast, presented by the Fortis Academy, Tradition Companies, and Sniper's Edge Hockey. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.